In Hollywood, things don't always work out the way you think they will, much like a romantic getaway with your girlfriend that ends with her becoming possessed by an evil spirit and you having to chop her up with a chainsaw. After the surprise success of his first major feature film, The Evil Dead, in 1981, up-and-coming writer-director Sam Raimi found himself with a promising career in front of him. During the process of making The Evil Dead, Raimi and some of his collaborators began to develop the concept for a sequel in which Bruce Campbell's Ash Williams would be sucked through a portal and be transported back to the Middle Ages where he would encounter and defeat more Deadites. Even before the film went into production, they were putting out advertisements in trade magazines in Hollywood. But ultimately, Universal and Fox would both pass on Raimi's script, leaving Evil Dead to rot. However, Raimi was offered a job directing the Coen Brothers' next film, Crime Wave. Crime Wave would fail critically and financially when it came out in 1985, putting Raimi's career prospects into question. So, Renaissance Pictures agreed to produce Raimi's Evil Dead sequel, but over the next five months of development, it became clear that the studio was being a little gun-shy, continually stalling the project from moving forward. And at one point, producer Dino De Laurentiis of the De Laurentiis Entertainment Group tried to get Raimi to direct the feature film adaptation of Stephen King's story, Thinner. The DEG had a deal to produce a whole bunch of King's stories for the screen at that time, but Raimi declined. However, Raimi's Evil Dead sequel script found its way into King's hands, and he loved it. He demanded that De Laurentiis finance the film, which he ultimately would do, giving Sam Raimi a budget of about $3.6 million. However, once again, the path through the forest was cut off with a roadblock. Raimi himself did not have the rights to the original Evil Dead film, so a direct sequel to that film would be nearly impossible. So Raimi, along with his writing friend Scott Spiegel, wrote a pseudo-sequel for the film in which the original film was kind of reimagined and altered, and now is one in which Ash and only his girlfriend were the only two people to visit the cabin, leading to a different outcome and a story and even a completely new tone. So... The film was finished, but even before it could be released, it hit yet another roadblock. Before the DEG submitted the film to the MPAA for a rating, they felt certain it would get an X rating, basically dashing the film's commercial potential. So, Raimi even himself said that if they tried to cut this film to be an R rating, it would only be 62 minutes long. So, instead of submitting the film for a rating, they decided to move ahead without one using some shading means to release the film in theaters unrated. Evil Dead 2 rose into theaters in the spring of 1987 to a limited release. After expanding to a wide release, Evil Dead 2 would end up grossing just under $6 million on a $3.5 million budget, just barely possibly breaking even. However, the film received wide critical acclaim, many praising the film's effects, new comedic tone, and Raimi's filmmaking style. Evil Dead 2 even ended up receiving three Saturn Award nominations, one for Best Horror Film, one for Best Special Effects, and one for Best Makeup, but unfortunately, it didn't win any of them. Even so, Evil Dead 2 is one of those rare sequels that many find to be an improvement on the original, and today is considered to be the reason why Evil Dead has become an extremely successful franchise, including five feature films, a three-season television show, along with video games and comic books that have crossed over with other familiar horror icons such as Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. So today, things are getting groovy as we ask the question, Evil Dead 2. What's it about? I'm Ricardo Blade Diaz. I'm Seth Crow. 
Megan Branham. And this is What's About Film Podcast, a show where we try to glean the meaning of it all through the media we consume, holding mirror to ourselves and seeing how it reflects in our own lives. And today, we have yet another amazing guest. Megan, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Okay. Our guest today is my best friend of 20 years. Are we going on 20? Are we at 20? I think we're at 20, yeah. We're at 20. We're getting Um, old. Uh... My fellow movie lover and spooky connoisseur. I already forget. Aficionado, maybe. (laughs) Whatever works. I will take it. She likes scary movies. Spooky chick. Spooky chick. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Desiree, I got to say. We designated this and I already forgot. Desiree, I got to say, you're nothing like I imagined you to be. I don't know. Yeah, what is I, I just, you're chill. You're real chill. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, why Megan, Megan, this how is why Megan doesn't me? do intros. <laughs> yeah, no, I already forget. Also, why wouldn't you think Desiree would be chill? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You said married. I just, I just thought like, I don't know. I just, I didn't think she would be, I, I didn't think I would see what are, what are those action figures behind you? Oh, oh, so oh, yeah. Fungo pops? Funkos, that's not even all of them. Uh, behind the computer is a whole wall of them. There's over 400 of them. <laughs> so I, I hope you don't take the, this term offensively because we mean it with all the love in the world. But uh, we, we welcome another nerd to the show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> hey, nerds can be married too, okay? So. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, that's I just, not true. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't expect a nerd is what I was trying to say, and I'm pleasantly surprised. Welcome, Desiree. We're so glad to have you. Yes, welcome, Desiree. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, nerds we are feel welcome. Nerds. Yeah, we, we yeah. love nerds on the show. We're all yeah. nerds. And yeah. almost every all of our friends are nerds, <laughs> too. So Megan it just, just works out that way. Megan just pretends not to be a nerd. No, yeah, I Megan, don't. It's just different stuff. Megan hides yeah. her nerddom. There's, yeah. there's different sectors. Thank I was just saying, Megan's obsessions. like romantic rom- romance nerd. Like, yeah. Like, like classical romance nerd is like Megan's like, yeah. like fandom. I'm like if you if you drew a lit major from memory, <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool. No, I think it is cool. And <laughs> and over the years, you have also become a fan of the spooky, and you yes. have you and I have been able to have all these conversations that are way in depth than most horror conversations, and I very much love that for you because it it makes me so happy <laughs> that to be able to share that with somebody. Desiree is my go-to. Um, the minute I leave a scary movie of any kind, I text her almost. By the way, Desiree, it's almost always from the bathroom. Like I'm like I'm like I put my coke on the counter. I text you, and then I come back. But every single time I leave a scary movie, I text Desiree with my review to see if she's seen it and to tell her that she should or shouldn't. Oh. Yeah, because usually you get on them before I do these days. Well, you've got this like very impressive job and a husband and you know a house and I'm, it's I'm a just nine to five. Out. Let's <laughs> it's a boring nine to five. Let's leave it that, at that. <laughs> that's what that pet cemetery text was. Now I understand. Hmm? Randomly, Megan the other day mumbled under her breath, "Oh, Pet Cemetery is not good." And I, and oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I had I was texting her about the new it. one or the old one. The, the new, new one. one. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's somehow it's gotten worse as we just keep going. They keep trying to reboot it. Well, you know what it is. Worse. This is my theory. Like the thing about like Stephen King is Stephen King is is weird. He's a weirdo. Like in the best way, like, and that's when he writes, it's like, 
it's weird. And I think like nowadays people try to extract like the, some of the weirder things about his stories from them and it makes them ordinary. It makes them like pedestrian and not like, like the concepts are so interesting, but like a lot of like what makes them so unique and different and bizarre and interesting is because Stephen King is a, is a weirdo. And like, once you start taking out the weird stuff, it's like, mm, this is just kind of a very straightforward idea that is done in the most boring way possible. At least that's that are, my view And the new it. studios meddling, just they're trying to be too involved sometimes and think that they know what the general audience wants. But in the regards to something that's Pet Cemetery that's been loved for so long, mm-hmm. um, you really do have to go back to the original piece and really look at it and why people loved it. And it just, I don't know, it the movie had a good ground, but it just, the execution, it really, I think probably 30 minutes in started to just tumble. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I started to fall asleep actually. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good. No. I mean, it hurts. Um, Cause I, it, I'm a big Stephen King fan. So yeah. it did make the one from, was it 21? Did make that one look a little bit better. Oh, I forgot they did that. Yeah. They also did Firestarter like a couple years ago, right? They redid that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never Zac, saw with Zach Efron. I didn't see the original, so I don't know how to compare it. But I watched that on a plane, and I was it was it was it was bad. It, it is was, bad. It was so bad. I will say it's not <laughs> so as bad, bad as bad as I think people trash it. Like it's it's pretty bad, but like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was like bottom of the barrel mediocre and not like mm-hmm. atrociously bad. You know what I mean? I thought it okay. I thought it was yeah. I think my problem was most it's just the premise and the um his parenting. Also, yeah. I don't buy Zach Efron as a dad. No, he doesn't so. have dad look yet. Even though he he's doesn't like, have dad energy. He doesn't have dad energy yet. He's not like, there at all. Yeah. I think that was one of the failures for it, honestly, and why a lot of people immediately that saw the trailer me. and could not just didn't they couldn't believe him as a dad. Yeah. And they're like, mm. Yeah, no, this isn't it. And they wanted they still want the Zach Efron, the funny Zach Efron mm. that we're used to, and that wasn't it. Yeah, as an actor, uh, you know, I'm in my 30s now and I just look really young and even like and I, I my behavior is kind of my vibe is younger. And so like, you know, I'm in my 30s. I'm definitely old enough to be a dad. Like I could actually be a dad, right? But I can't submit for dad roles because no one would buy it. <laughs> it's like, "No, this is a child. There's no way he has kids." I think I would buy you as like um unwilling guardian of a child. Like like, ha- like fun big, uncle who now like, has to take care of them. Like Adam you know? Sandler and Big Daddy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm That's great with kids. I mean, I work with yeah, kids every exactly. day. But but like I just don't look like it's like there's no way this person procreated. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way. He's too he's a baby. <laughs> Absolutely not. Mm. Um, but we're not here to talk about any of those movies. We're here to talk about the Evil Dead 2. Um, and this was Desiree's pick. So Desiree, why? So Evil Dead is my favorite horror series of all time. I feel like that series, there isn't a bad one. Um, I will say that there's ones that I do obviously love more than others, Mm. but there's just something that's just so comfy and fun about them. Um, I actually saw Army of Darkness first. My parents Mm -hmm. introduced me to that when I was a kid. Um, and I love the fact that like, you can watch them all out of order and it doesn't really matter. They're still fun to watch and you get Mm -hmm. the grasp of what's going on. 
Um, and Army of Darkness is that character was officially developed in Evil Dead 2. That Ash is, we have him in the first one, but he's mm. not the same character that we no. see in 2 and 3. Um, and he's so much fun. And the makeup is incredible. Um, the gore, it's its gory, but it's not gross, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I Agreed. never really found it gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just... It, it's pinnacle Halloween to me. I will say I do watch it multiple times a year. It doesn't have to be Halloween, um, but it is it is pinnacle Halloween time. I am watching those movies. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, great time. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you say. Like, well, to also like, again, five feature films, three in the original trilogy, and then two, they've like revamped it. They've re, they're remaking it. It's like, all, the two new ones are almost a completely different thing. They're like, they're not related to each other really at all other than in name but like well they are canon they are canon for sure for yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to like but like as far as like if you watch the original trilogy and you watch these new ones they're like very loosely mm-hmm. connected and i mean but like to your point on rotten tomatoes if you want to use that outdated metric at this point but uh they're all every every single evil dead media from all five movies in all three seasons of the show ash versus the evil dead are all rated positively fresh on rotten tomatoes so like to your point like they there's not really a bad evil dead anything um so that's a good point and and that's it yeah even like the new one so i saw the new one i've seen it a couple times now um, the 2018 one or the, the, the new, new Evil Dead Rise, the one that came out. Also, okay. Also, I was thinking Halloween 2018. When did the when we saw in theaters come out? Okay, 2013. We were little babies. We were. Um, yeah, we saw that one in theaters. Um, I will say, I that is actually one of my favorites. Is the 2013 one? Um, Rise, I enjoyed. It's it's marked five for me though. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you to rank. Yeah. It doesn't have, there's parts where it has that fun to it, but overall, I think it's still missing just a little bit of that something that, that humor level, that fun. Like I had enjoyment watching her be absolutely maniacal and disgusting the mm-hmm. entire time, but something about the other characters, once they turned, it didn't, it didn't sit the same as the others for some mm-hmm. reason for me. It just felt a little flat compared to those, but I still, I still enjoyed it. I thought she was amazing, mm-hmm. but yeah, it definitely was, was number five for me. Gotcha. What's your, what's your ranking? Evil dead Two, army of darkness, 2013 evil dead one, and then evil dead rise. Okay. And Ooh. probably the way, the amount of times that I've watched them. Okay. I know yeah. nothing. I was going to say, Seth, what's your what's your uh, history with this series and this have, movie in particular? I have only seen this movie. And I don't want to go. I want to go and other people go. But I will I will go. <laughs> You've never seen Army of Darkness? I thought you said you I've had. I've never seen any Evil Dead movies. This is the only Evil Dead I've ever seen. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll get – we'll yeah, skip I'm you. Curious. Okay. You can, <laughs> you can leave then. You can leave. <laughs> you can actually go. Bye. Uh, what about you, Megan? Uh, it seems like you have at least a little bit more experience than Seth in this franchise. Yeah, I hadn't seen this one before, but I knew it was. Well, actually, I don't know if I knew it was your favorite or one of your favorites. I knew you loved Army of Darkness because when we were kids, I remember that being in your DVD collection. Um, and I just never watched it. I don't know why. I never like picked it when we were picking up movies to watch. But um, I watched Army of Darkness like 
I want to say earlier this year for the first time. The original one I've seen a bunch of times. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. Halloween movies. Um, and this one I liked more than that one. Like I, I watched it twice actually because the first time I watched it was in the airport, which is like I texted Desiree like a crazy place to watch this movie. Like I felt <laughs> people could see me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched it once in the airport and then once while I was getting ready today because I like was half asleep while I was watching it. And both times I had like a really good time. Awesome. Cool, cool. Uh, uh, so you've seen most of them, it seems like. I've seen, the only one I haven't seen now is the third um, in the original. Gotcha. Like, you just have trilogy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. What would you say is your like ranking then? That would it be two, two, one, and then like the the new trilogy, the new like set? I think yeah, I think two would be yeah, two, one. I haven't seen three, so I'll just rank four. So two, one, then the twenty twenty one, like the newer one, mm-hmm. and then the twenty thirteen one, which okay. I didn't I didn't love, mm-hmm. um, but I am in the minority there. I know most people really like it. That's fair. Um, yeah, I I'd seen the original Evil Dead, the first one in the in the franchise when I was younger, and I thought it was really cool. I really like the making of it, like the, how like it, it was actually shot and everything was like really fascinating to me. And I go back and I watch it, I'm like, wow, like they did a lot with a little, and that I really appreciate it for that, which is really cool. I like this movie a lot. I, but I think I like Army of Darkness just a little bit better, just because I think that one is so wild. It is a wild movie. Um, this one is too, but that one is like the concept of that is just crazy. So I think I'd go Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead 1. And then I didn't really like Evil Dead Rise very much. It was, I thought it was okay. So then I would think I'd go to 2013, Evil Dead, and and then Evil Dead Rise. But I would put Ash versus the Evil Dead over all of them. <laughs> I love that show. I love Ash vs. the Evil Dead as a show, and I was so pissed that it like was cut like prematurely short because I thought they were going somewhere wild with it, and I was excited. Um, that was but- when I've actually only seen the first season because it had so many issues where it switched between streaming services back yeah. and forth, and so it lost a lot of fans because of that because mm-hmm. – it was harder to have them all. So I actually need to go back and rewatch them now that they're basically everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please I've, do. I've heard nothing Great but show. amazing things. Love the show. I think it's so funny and it captures the essence of like these, like two evil dead and army of the army of darkness. It captures that vibe, but like contemporary, like makes it contemporary. Cause it's like Ash today and it's really, really fun. It's really, really fun. Um, definitely check it out if you get the chance, but um, watch going back and watching this movie, and I don't know about you guys, but like the beginning part of this movie kind of annoyed me. It annoys me, like the first like fifteen twenty minutes where they're like kind of like recapping the first movie because it feels, it feels so like slap shot together. Like it goes really quick, and it feels almost disorientingly like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like disconnected and and well, uh, I almost almost incoherent, like the beginning of the movie. I didn't know that it was like a, I guess a requel. Like I didn't know the the yeah. backstory. So I was, I spent the, and I was also like half asleep at the airport and I was like, how does this keep happening to this man? Like, why would you, <laughs> why would you go back to, why would you go back, girlfriend? right? And not tell her and then play the tape recorder. Ash, you're better than this. Um, so that was confusing. And then mm-hmm. I had to Google it 
Um, and then I was more with it. But yeah, just because of that, I was like, I was confused in the first 15 minutes. Mm. Yeah. And I think that was their way of trying to separate it from the fact that they did not have rights to that one anymore. So they're really just... I think they wanted to recapitalize a little bit of what happened in that first one. And because otherwise it would immediately, the way they said that, especially Bruce Campbell says the way, if you wanted to watch it is from the moment he gets at the very end of the first one, the moment that he gets pushed out into the woods. Now you're starting the second one, skip ahead to where now he's flying through the woods. So Mm -hmm. you could skip that whole 15 minutes if you wanted to. Um, But that was their way of trying to, recapitalize it with a whole new studio new production everything mm. and they just really wanted to it was what five years between the two of them something like yeah that? about it was a 81 and then 87 i think is when yeah. evil Dead 2 came out so about six years in between yeah so i i get i get it but yeah i definitely see how there could be like a whole other director's cut where you could just merge the the three together exactly if you yeah. To. yeah for sure definitely definitely and so that's, I mean, other than that, like, I was like, because I'd forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah, there is, like, this weird, like, reimagining of the events of the first movie that happens in the first, like, 15, 20 minutes of this movie. And it's like, but it's different because it's just them and and the, they, he doesn't set the house on fire. He doesn't destroy the Necronomicon. Like, it, 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 it starts and ends the same way, like you said, with, like, him, like, the thing coming after him in the woods. And, like, so it starts there. It's like, okay, and then everything's back on track. But it is a little, I don't know, almost incoherent to start because it is a little strange. But um, Seth, being the person that's the most, the the least versed in the Evil Dead franchise, what dumbest, were your dumbest? I would. That's, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I might have thought it. You might have heard it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> um. But as the least versed in the Evil Dead franchise, what is your what was your initial reactions to this movie? And uh, I how'd think you feel? this movie is fantastic. I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I, I watched it once and a half. I watched it one and a half times. Um, I I this movie's art. This isn't a horror movie. This is art for sure. I was so worried, I'm not going to lie, because I'm like a person who is a full-blown adult and 40 years almost after this movie came out, I'm like, how is a person going to perceive this film? Mm. <laughs> I, this, I, I love, that's my favorite face that Megan makes, the one she just did just now. <laughs> I made a lot. I just, I just, why, why do you have to, why do they need to be separated? Why, horror movies are very often art. I, I would say that there's genres of film. Okay. And then you have art. We're fighting. Okay. We're f- are we fighting? Is this a fight now? <laughs> We're fighting. So do we have Desiree, a person how- who does not believe in the horror genre? Is that? Yes. Okay. Sorry. It's not his, it's, it's not his favorite genre. What, okay. Look, we, we've had this discussion about horror films and romantic comedies with Seth, and we all So Desiree, he's coming ways. for our brands is what I'm saying. <laughs> Desiree don't watch has- a horror. Don't watch a horror romantic comedy. Seth will walk out of the room. That's all Desiree and I had when we were teenagers. Yeah. Warm bodies, anybody? Please, yes, please. Oh yeah, beautiful it's, melding. It's yeah. all, it's it's fantastic. So okay, <laughs> really glad you're here, Desiree. It's three v one. <laughs> is what it sounds like. <laughs> really glad you're here. Has, has, 
it's you know megan we've known for about a year now on on here and so like it's good to have you're, you're her first guest you are her first guest so honored and you should be um she is she has been like a uh, an amazing addition to our team i i have a question though has so you've known her for 20 years has she always been exceedingly kind and exceedingly stubborn yes okay in the okay. best way in okay. the best okay. way i'll take both that's okay. fine okay um, thank you as as to many times growing up where it we probably spent way too much time together and then i think <laughs> we did probably get on each other's nerves a few times not as often as you would think no surprisingly did pretty well um yeah it, we were pretty much living in the same house i think for about five six years yeah. at some point yeah. um but yeah no i mean I wouldn't be around for 20 years if I didn't love being around you all this much, to be honest. I mean, even the times that we spend months apart, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's always a great time. And like, like you said, you can, we can literally text each other, like about a movie randomly, pick up that conversation and drop it again for a couple of weeks. And mm. it feels like it's this, you know, nothing's ever changed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I wish I had more of her kindness because I do say I will probably be the one that gets angrier faster. Oh, when it comes to things, but yeah. You have, you're incredibly kind and you have a, um, yours manifests, I think is protectiveness in a way that I'm jealous of. I think I wish I could be right oh, yeah. in that way. Yeah. yeah. Breaking yeah. into the feeling. Yeah. This is a great yeah. show. Yeah. Now we're just, it's just Desiree and I talking about how much we love each other. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I knew it was going to be a Evil good Dead episode. What? Welcome to the <laughs> Megan and Desiree episode. love hour. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that being said, horror in itself is fun. It's fine. It's it's whatever, you know, but like when a, a film transcends its genre, that to me is what I enjoy about movies. Like it doesn't matter what kind of movie it is. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. And so this movie I thought was fucking awesome. Like it's an experience. Um, I don't, I don't care what's happening. I can just watch the things that are happening on screen and feel, feel things, you know? Um, I, like the, the, like just, just like certain moments, like Linda Dan, the dead Linda dancing like that, that moment, like, and, and, and what is so fucking cool about it is like, I think this movie is more of a fantasy, right? Like, I think it, it, it falls into fantasy personally. Um, and, and that's why for me as a horror, as a horror film, I'll, I'll say it as a horror film, it works because it taps into heightened horror for me like heightened uh, heightened experience um fantastical maybe not heightened is the right word because i know you don't like heightened horror Fantas no she doesn't like the word elevated elevated yeah sorry so we can, we can box elevated horror that's fine we can box that away <laughs> but i was i would say <laughs> yeah. it, it, it it like it 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 makes it fantastical which makes it palatable for me because pers like personally i can't handle like gore like saw I, I i i get viscerally upset whenever i watch horror that like is real like so i will say it sounds like you're more not into what is the category of torture porn yeah 
That yeah. was an era in the 2000s that... Mm. Or splatter flicks, right? Yeah, that was really common. And and I could go on this for a while, but usually our horror is really reflecting of what's going on in world at the time. Mm. And that is when we were going through, after 2001, um, terrorism and everything, that was what was being reflected. If you didn't have that, it was a lot of the fantastical studio PG 13 horror that we got. Mm. Um, and that was a lot of the stuff that was more palatable to the rest of the people. That was, that was easy to do horror. That was the remakes of the seventies films, like um, prom night and all those, those were easy mm. and palatable for most people during harder times. Whereas the torture porn, the saw, the hostile um, human centipede, all those types of movies were too realistic, too visceral for a lot of people because that's, we knew that that was something that we could possibly experience. And that was a lot for a lot of people. And I do think that that gave horror such a bad rep for the longest time. And that's mm -hmm. what people only thought that horror was. Um, there's so many other levels, so many layers since the, you know, fifties and sixties and seventies, where you do have that fantastical horror, you have phantasm, um, you have, um, all the you do have, of course, the, the the horrible ones. I would say are like um, Last House on the Left. The original one is probably mm. one of the hardest films to watch. Especially. We watched that together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was rough as a young girl. Um, yeah. But there there are so many more beautiful films out there that I would say that are with that are horror, and it's it's hard to shut off what we would consider all horror when there mm. are so many different levels of it. Um, but I, I do get the reasoning behind the torture porn because there still are movies. I will say one that I still have a hard time watching that I just don't get um, is Terrifier. Mm, um, yeah. yeah, I'm also I I'm also with you. I don't understand why people like those movies so much. I don't yeah. understand it. It's it's amazing makeup and special effects. Yeah, I that character that. Is, is cool, but yeah, I yeah. I feel like it's a little bit particularly harsh on women yeah um, it's a lot of women making it but as a female it feels too real and too aggressive I watched mm. it and I think we've talked about this before where I had it on in the background and it started to autoplay the second one and the second one in particular was really uncomfortable like I looked up and something horrible was happening and I was just like out loud I was like this person hates women like I don't care who made this movie I do not feel like they like women very much yeah and it just gave me a bad feeling so I, I do get that under that feeling of not not enjoying that because I don't have a good time watching that. So I, I understand. Yeah. It, very well so said, Desiree. It's, yeah, it's very well said. It's similar. So like because you are a gamer, like I can we can talk like this. That's cool. Uh, I uh, so, you know, like Halo. I can do Halo, right? I can do Halo because it's aliens and there's and there's there's green blood and it's not and it's and it makes it fun right i can't do call of duty because it's too real it's mm -hmm. like it's like once it becomes real people I, I i can't handle it so this this movie makes it unreal enough that it actually not only like i enjoyed it but it scared me like it it actually caused visceral fear reactions from just like the disturbing nature of what was happening on screen. Uh, well, I, I do want to bring up something that when I watched this movie, I was like, I think Seth's going to connect to this particular aspect of these films, the possession aspect, right? Hey, hey. <laughs> like, am I wrong though? No, no, no. 
<laughs> I just, you know, I'm just, I like, I think Seth, when it comes to like, you know, what's the movie you picked last year for Halloween? The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. So like there is a, obviously possession, um, plot in there. You, you know, so. we get, you know, we get weird on here, right? Desiree, like we get a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard We're going to get a little things. weird. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, but I mean, we don't have to touch on that right this second. But when I yeah. watched the movie, I immediately was like, I think that's going to be a part of this movie that Seth's going to latch onto a little bit. I mean, yeah, we don't, again, only if you're comfortable. But yeah, that's we'll, what we'll I, get there. I thought. We'll get there. I, um, I, I just I, I wanted to first just praise the film. <clears throat> Bravo. Bravo. It was weird. I just also want to say it sounds like, like Desiree said, that's a, a segment of horror that you don't like. But the thing you're describing, there's like a whole lot of horror movies that I think you would like. So I think to discount the whole genre because of that one segment I don't, is I don't, probably a bad idea. I don't he, actually discount the genre, okay? He I likes, know, I know. But to not watch, like, I think you would like, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon. You like Suspiria. You might even like, you I do don't love know, Suspiria. Like some, I mean, The Shining is probably my favorite movie. See, so, The Shining is... yeah. So like, I I I do like horror. I just hate it when horror is bad. It pisses me off when horror is bad. So that's like, true of every genre. It's just really bad when it's horror. I mean, and yeah, because I mean, look at like romance movies. I consider Hallmark movies to be bad romance movies. Like those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. If my mom's <laughs> listening. <laughs> Ricky's in a Hallmark movie. Okay. No, no, it was it was <laughs> Lifetime. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I I was just in a Lifetime movie that came out like a month or two ago. Gotcha. But it was Sorry. a it was a thriller though. It wasn't a romance. It was a thriller. It was a Lifetime thriller. Oh, spooky Lifetime movie. Yep. Gotcha. It, it was they Lifetime is doing is on this kick right now where they're doing a whole bunch of somebody is kidnapped in a national park. And like oh. they've done like twelve of them. It's like murder oh, no. in Yosemite or missing. Like like the one I was in was kidnap kidnapping in the Grand Canyon. It's somebody goes missing in recognizable wilderness. <laughs> it's like okay, oh, no. you, you guys found a brand and you're going with it for now. I mean, honestly, I that was me in Utah. I thought I was going to die in a ravine. So oh my I God. don't. I don't hike anymore. <laughs> Wait, Did you was fall? That yeah, that was when I went on my trip. No, I just we couldn't find the way. School? No, no. I when was, was that? I was like 19, 20. Oh, for some reason I thought it was middle school. Okay. No, it was like we couldn't find the way back out of the ravine. And I just started panicking. <laughs> 127 hours. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I that that is a very real form of horror. <laughs> no, it like is. Absolutely. Getting lost um, in the wilderness. I mean, God, yeah. that's horrifying. That's right. so and scary. Also, Caves, also no. I think it's probably something to do with the fact that like ecotourism is such a thing now. We see so many people like showing off like that they're in those places and commodifying those places. So they're like very like palatable and in the square on your phone. And then you get there and it's actually like, oh, this is still nature. Like you could still. Yeah. This is vast. Um, yeah. Where is the exit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight down. <laughs> you know, Seth, I think to help you through your through your crisis of, of horror movies for the rest of the year. I think we're only doing horror movies. Oh. Yes. Right. Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, I, I think that's, that's the best way to deal with it is just head on. Yeah. 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 Immersion therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, let's compile a list right now. Done. Already done. Got it. It's up here. We've been planning this for months. <laughs> I love you guys. You're the best. <laughs> I'll only pick ones that I think that you'll like. Yeah. Well, I'll pick good ones. Yeah. 
I took I mean, a date I would, honestly, to see Prom honestly, Night. Honestly, I would not be opposed. I, I don't. I honestly don't. I don't give a shit about the movies. <laughs> like, That's our tagline, right there. Like, 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 I mean, I love watching movies. I love movies, but for me, I don't really care. Like, like, what we watch is almost we watch a movie, you know. Mm. So, like, so if you guys want to do horror movies for the rest of the year, we got to do Nightmare Before Christmas, or did we do that last year? No, we didn't do Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. No, well, we didn't. We couldn't decide if it was a Halloween movie or is a Christmas movie. Huh? I don't know that that's horror. I don't think that's horror. Yeah. It's horror adjacent. Horror adjacent, sure. I have this lots is of Halloween. About, yeah. I have lots of thoughts about that movie, but we should do it. So <laughs> we can absolutely for sure. Uh, That's one that Desiree should guest on. <laughs> yeah. Even Frank's I, like, are we have we, are we watching it yet? I'm like, we have. I was like, babe, so many horror movies have come out this month. I was like, we got to get to them this month before the money. The money our parents spent at Hot Topic on Nightmare Before Oof. Christmas paraphernalia <laughs> could have sent me to college again. <laughs> and it's, and if you do need more reason to do it, this year is the 30th anniversary of that Ooh, film. That is so, a good reason. It's a good reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about so Megan? What about you? What are your feelings about this film before we start getting into like real conversation? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, like I said, I just thought it was really fun. I I think a lot of my appreciation for this kind of horror comes from Desiree because when we were younger. I definitely gravitated more towards like romantic comedies and like dramas and um, stuff like that. Um, and we overlapped a lot, but that those were two different kind of like realms. Um, mm. And then the older I got and the more I got into that realm, I just kind of could turn to her for like recommendations. And I would like, I just knew if it was one that she watched, I would probably like it. Um, and so my appreciation of movies like this um, has only deepened over time. But yeah, the effects, like the practical effects I've become, I'm late to the game in terms of like Desiree's always been into that, but like I've become like a huge fan of those and I just think it's so cool. Like I just love the vibe of like there are some movies that just feel like um like they're great movies, but they also just you can feel that people had fun. Like you can like see them behind the scenes just like fucking with stuff and like just throwing stuff together. And it's also why I like like making clothes so much. It's just like it seems like it should be so um unapproachable and impossible because the end product is so cool. But it's really just like making stuff with a bunch of your friends. Mm. And um, I just love that, like that vibe from this. And also, yeah, I loved the dancing. I loved the, her head rolling, like that whole thing. Um, I loved, I finally got to see where the groovy line was from. I see that all the time. Like some of those moments were so fun. He has um, the best lines. He has the best lines. Chainsaw arm. Better. <laughs> Chainsaw arm. I he love it. He hasn't even referred to the gun yet and as his boomstick until the third one. And yeah, that's just boomstick. so much to come. There's yeah, a lot of boomstick so in, in Ash versus the show. <laughs> Seth, check out yeah. the show. I think you'd like the show, Seth. Okay. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that character I, is awesome. Ash as a character is awesome. And I think you would love him uh, as like a f- old middle-aged man. Megan doesn't know this person, but you do. He reminds me of James McGuire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. So um, I went to college with. But totally yeah. can see that. Anyway, uh, I just like it because it's, um, so, I guess, self-indulgent in like a really good way. Mm-hmm. You can tell I, they had a good time making yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love how unhinged, it. unhinged it is. Yeah, it's like they're like the moments when all the thing, all the objects in the room yes. are laughing oh, hysterically, and he's like, yeah. fucking, lo- it's like this is unhinged, and I or am those, here for yeah. it. 
the shots going really like the whip like yeah yes. like shots from one thing to the i thought that was so cool with one the, of the video the games in like yeah. the 2000s like that was like the opening practice part was just oh, shooting yeah. all the animated items in the room <laughs> it was great i i want that deer head as a decoration in my house so bad it's funny <laughs> i'm about it. to make one you should make it i think i'm gonna try yeah um, but it's yeah i i I like to th- except to your point, like I kind of like to look at it a little bit as like th- this is Ash kind of like losing his mind a little bit. Like he's just so like a little bit of like dissociating from not that the like evil isn't real because obviously it is, but like the the reason for me that like the tone shift from one to two is so crazy is because of the trauma that Ash has gone through is like causing him to break from like rational reality and behavior, and like things are just going wild at this point. Um, and I love that. I love that about this franchise and where it goes from here. It's like, oh, this is just, this is just insane. And I love it. Um, let's dive in. Dive in. <laughs> let's dive in to um, the to the to the uh, what it's about conversation. What's it's about? Yeah, time for the the titular question. The what's it about? So like. Where where did this movie hit you guys emotionally? Like, what are some of the things that we felt like popping up throughout this movie that either from like, I mean, obviously like we talked about things that we love about it and the entertainment quality of it, which is great for sure. And this movie is super entertaining, but like, as far as like, what are some of the deeper things that kind of hit us throughout this movie and where are some moments that you felt um, scared or uncomfortable or angry um, or sad? Um, What do you guys think? It's a hard question because the movie's so fun. Yeah, so fun. I like remember when we did Sister Act two, and it was mm. just kind of like I don't know. It just makes me. It's just fun to watch. So like it's it's tricky because I think most of like the the fun of watching it is like the artistry, I guess, to borrow sense mm-hmm. word of it. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking. Um, does, Seth, do you have something that's on your it. mind? I mean, yeah, I, it's, I got it. What uh, do you want to? Yeah, let's kick us off, man. This this movie's about perseverance. About, you know what? I thought about that too. Yeah. I, I knew I knew you thought about it, and I, I borrowed your word. Uh, <laughs> he read he he he, he copied from your mind. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. This movie to me is about perseverance and about what are demons. How it's about fighting your demons and overcoming them. But in the process of fighting your demons, you are changed. Yeah. He doesn't ever overcome them, though, really. He gets sent back. Well, no one ever. <laughs> well, 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 hold on. Hold it's on. about. Okay. Hold on. Okay. He's sent back in time. I, I, you, you know, I, I, at this, I, can't, I can't speak fully because I haven't seen all of them. So, but from my take from this film, right? So he's sent back in time and he's almost superhuman, right? He's the man who fell from the sky. He's the man who fell from the sky. So it's like, he's mythic. Yeah, he's mythic. So by fighting his demons and though he loses parts of himself, he takes on new parts of himself and he lands in a context he never expected he would be in. And then suddenly he is transcend. Like he is super, like he is more than he thought he would ever be essentially. Um, 
and it's and maybe called to do more than I don't know what happens, but uh, maybe called to do more than he ever thought he was. <laughs> and he's not happy about the, it. No. no, he's not. So. He's so not happy about you it. Never, you never are happy about it. <laughs> well, it's I think um, it's funny that it's like the man who fell from the sky defeated the defeated the the evil. It's like he didn't do a very good job. <laughs> like, no, when they're didn't. looking at that photo or that like drawing where that guy has the funky arm, is that before or after he has the chainsaw arm? Is that before? Like, is he already it's okay? Because I was just, I was re- when I was rewatching it, I wasn't really paying attention to that bit, and I saw that, and I was like, I would be like. That looks a lot like my chainsaw. He he already oh had cut off his hand. Like me. Um, so he had already had his hand cut off, but like, yeah, he, he hadn't he hadn't done the the, the like chainsaw arm moment. Okay. Uh, okay. yet at Got that it. point. But yeah, I was like, if I had a chainsaw arm, like, hold on a second. <laughs> what are the odds that yeah. two of us would have this? Yeah. Um, I agree with the perseverance thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I were to, I I think like the making of the movie itself is a testament to that from what I've heard from you guys. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of moments where you think like they're going to be down for the count, like throughout it. And they, he just doesn't, he's too groovy to be taken down. Too groovy. He's even possessed and yeah. just overcomes that. He's just, how like, does that work? Does anyone know? Okay. <laughs> Why does I was, he- so, see, I was going to defer so. to Desiree for this. Cause I definitely want to hear, hear yeah. what uh, she so, has here. The lore, the everything behind it is when he, in the very beginning, when he gets pushed into the woods and he's in the water and he gets like his face is all, um, he's possessed and everything. The light of the dawn is what turns him. Mm-hmm. So that is what kind of kills the evil dead is that is the light of the dawn. So he got like a little bit of it in him and then it got pulled out. So now he's developed like an immunity by having just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit of possession in him um, so that he can always still kind of pull through it. He never fully succumbs to the possession. There's still a piece of him still inside of him Once because he was able to pull out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and this this perseveres through through later installments of the franchise where Ash is like one of the only people who like the deadites can't really get to. Like there are moments like where like they they try or he's close or like he there's like a partial moment of him like having to fight himself and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but like Ash is like one of the only characters in the whole Evil Dead universe that is like not the deadites can't get to. Yep. Because for this, for this, what for what's established in this movie, he's one of the only people that seems to be able to fight them off when they try and take him over. Which, like, to success point, kind of like is like he's a he has a superpower of some kind. Like you know, a lot of these you know comic book heroes are either they're born genetically born with something special about them, um, or like something happens and gives them an unexpected ability. Because something has happened. And that's like, Ash does transcend to this legendary figure because of happenstance. Mm-hmm. He's lucky that he just happened to be in direct sunlight at the exact moment where this thing tries to get him. And, and is, you know, and even though he succumbs later, he's able to, again, push it off, which is no other character is able to do that. But it does make things murky when, like, other people are, are possessed. And he's just like, okay, well, kill that person. It's like, you don't think they have a <laughs> <Okay>. shot? <Yeah. laughs> they got a shot to push through it? No, they're gone. Yeah. That's no. it. You're done. He's it's also, like- <laughs> he accepts the um, the circumstances really quickly. Um, he seems to just be like, okay, I guess I'm going to fight this thing. Like, he doesn't like, 
he's he's very adaptable. He mm-hmm. hears the tape and he's like, that sounds right. That sounds like what's happening. I buy it. And he that maybe is also a superpower to just be like, <laughs> fuck it. And I, I think we're here. I think that's where that comes into the whole the beginning again, where they tried to fast forward through everything that happened. Because in the mm. first one, he is not that hero. He yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. scared of everything, he's so different, and yeah. he's 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 not fi- he's not there to fight. Like he does it because he has to again. But it's not it's not still even the same character that we've seen in the second one, just kicking ass. Like it's mm-hmm. just. And then even in the third one, when he's even more deep into it, and he's now having to save these people, um, and medieval times and he's like pushing his way through he's complaining about it the whole time he doesn't want to be there he just wants to get back home to work at smart that's all he cares about and it's just everything is in an inconvenience up until that point he becomes Um, more jaded throughout the movies and i think like to and i i like this idea of perseverance and like you know the things that we go through in life like that's where like i really like latch on to ash the most is like ash is a very tragic character and he and throughout the entire series and it's getting used into the show which is why i like the show so much these these this underworld wherever these things exist if you want to call it hell or you know whatever like they got it out for this guy and they go after him and everyone he comes into contact with constantly constantly he is being assaulted by these things He's not allowed um, you know, to have a normal life. No, he, he from the moment he went into that cabin, the moment he played that tape, or you know, in the in the very original, from the moment that these things came into contact with him, they have decided that he is not allowed to be happy. Mm. We have to, we have to make this man suffer. And I think that'll go for the other characters that survive in 2013 and in mm-hmm. Evil Dead Rise. Those ones that do come out of it. Again, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to live a normal life after that. They're going to still have be surrounded by that, you know, after everything that they've gone through. But um, it's, it's one of those things where now they're just like this. They're, I think they're also these going to be these jaded characters, and you could tell, especially at the end of 2013, that girl was just again, she was just oh. over it. <laughs> she was done. She had to yeah. rip her own arm off. She was being rained in blood, and she just wanted that thing gone so she could just leave. Mm-hmm. She started there trying to get out of her addiction, and now she's having to fight hell. So it's just you know that after all that, she is going to be kind of what he's experienced too, where she's just going to have to be dealing with this for the rest of time now. Mm-hmm. And and we watched Halloween was the movie that we watched last week. And we talked a little bit about evil and like it being and fate and it being a force that's like not beatable, right? Like it, it's ever, ever marching towards you all the time. And that's what there's like, there's no winning against these things. Like there's a whole realm of them like there's there's no way you're going to win unless you go there and get rid of them all like it's just like it's it's just a time game it's just it's delay 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 there's something sorry so go ahead no no please go well i yeah there's no winning i i'm trying to tie these two thoughts together where like i was about to say earlier it feels like um, Ash from the first movie watched the first movie and was like, I was actually a huge pussy. I'm going to try to do better. <laughs> <laughs> like, like retrofitted his behavior and like became a badass, which is just fun to watch. Cause like as a viewer, that's, you know, it's just kind of, it's more fun to watch than somebody who's like resistant in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also 
oh, I had another point and I totally forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, there's no winning, but he kind of, at the very least, he is cool the whole time, which is a form of winning, well, you know? Yeah, he... Ash has a very Deadpool like quality. And yeah. That, that you is understand, like doing it in style. Yeah. You understand why he's such an asshole. Mm-hmm, like, because mm-hmm. Ash is later in Salma. He's an asshole. He's absolutely a jaded, he's he's a jerk. But you get why. Because he's so tortured. And, that, and that immediately, as soon as he starts softening himself up, is when these things come in for, yeah. come in at him and, and take advantage of his vulnerability. And it's like, yikes. It gets you know? Old. It gets yeah. real. Yeah. Old. yeah. Well, that that personality and that like that style, I guess, for lack of a better word, it gives him like some agency in this fight that he doesn't have any agency in. Like he's like Buffy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just like if I'm gonna deal with these fucked up things, I'm gonna maintain my sense of self the whole time, mm-hmm. and my sense of self is a little goofy and rad as fuck. So mm-hmm. and it's that anti-hero fun. There's just yeah. they're so great. That's always been my favorite kind of person, like hero. That's why like. I've always been so drawn to Ash and Hellboy and, and those are the oh, characters. Oh, Hellboy is a good example too. Yeah. Those Jaded. are like the ones. Oh. Yeah. They have, they, it's like, they know they have to do it. Like every time they go to do something, they go, oh, and then they go <laughs> do it anyway. Like there's just something that we can all relate to in that. Yeah. He- heavy is the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when you're the, when you're the go-to, like I have that, maybe that's why I connect to Ash so much too. I, Seth knows this about me. I, love to be needed and i love to i love being looked at as like a go-to person as like that person is 100 unflinchingly trustworthy and we can count on that person i like being that person but that's like we said that's really hard to be that person because then people use that fact against you a lot and can abuse you in that way Mm -hmm. they can take advantage of the fact that you are ride or die i got you you can you i always have your back i'm always going to be there for you they you know especially in like professional ways so like work ways right like being a go-to being depend a a dependable employee makes you also the person who everybody goes to if some if like oh my god we need a, a sub we need this we need that you're the person that has to handle it because you're just that dependable and that is Martyring yourself sometimes has like a weird ego thing where it kind of feels good because you like being the important person and the person that people can depend on, but also it's exhausting. It's that fear of letting people down. I I never want to be the person that lets someone down if I had a choice not to. Mm -hmm. And and Ash, like in this movie, like what what a traumatic thing to experience to go to this cabin with your with your girlfriend who you plan on proposing to and like marrying like your fiance like you you're ready to marry this person have her get possessed and try and kill you decapitate her barrier and then watch her like rise from the grave and like start doing this fucked up taunting dance to you and then her head her severed head and then also is doing it and then attacks you like it's like any normal human being would not make that out make it out of that situation with their sanity. Like, well, yeah. Also, maybe I, it's so interesting to like delve into this movie in that way. But she does say, like, she says to him something like, uh, "You like lied to her. You said you'd love her forever, or whatever, and you let her down." So it do, they they do play on that. His, oh, like, everyone's do. desire to not be a liar or let <laughs> let people they yeah. love down. Mm. They're like definitely poking at that. That and, witch. And, 
is horrifying. That witch in She's the basement spooky. is scary as fuck. I love that oh, scene. Oh, Henrietta? First, yeah. The mom. That scene when he's like, I buried her in the with her fruit cellar or whatever, and then she's like popping out. I love yeah. that whole sequence so it much. It very disturbed me. And, I just and, saw something in the <laughs> there was a reflection in my window. It scared the shit out of me. It's Henrietta. <laughs> just <laughs> thinking about her really freaking out. Um, okay, but sorry. like I think at one point in the movie, one of them says something about Linda's soul is like you know, we have her soul in hell and we're yeah, not going to let it go. Yeah. And like, it's like, God damn, that sucks. Like that would be horrifying. And it's kind of his fault. Cause he read the damn, he read the damn book. You know what I mean? So he played the tape. He played yep. the tape. He, he's the one that set it all off in this iteration of the, of mm-hmm. the story. So it's his fault in a way. And that, so like, I like, I also said perseverance is such a good word of like watching this guy be systematically torn down and still continue to like, fight back and get gain strength weirdly enough he literally cuts off his own hand and becomes stronger like as a yeah. as a combat yeah. as a combative person i will say though there is a danger in that like in that way of looking at this movie of like being like i think we like to look at trauma and we like to look at th- the bad things that happen to us and be like well it's just going to make me stronger mm-hmm. and like and like no it, it will Right. Well, people, I think, like to pretend that, like, oh, I'm glad I went through the bad things I went through because I've been strong. It's like, you didn't have to. No, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, like, it's just, it's not, it's not like, oh, you want bad stuff to happen to you so you get stronger. No, I don't think that's what he's saying. Yeah. I think there's just a a, a toxic positivity to sometimes that people do when they'll talk about bad things that have happened. I'm like, well, well, it made me stronger, so. It's, it's like an, it's a natural way dangerous. for society to help yeah. you cope, and it's kind of like well, people will tell you that that's the best way to deal with it, and right? That, that positivity that you blanket on it to to make it seem okay, and that yeah. you're gonna be fine. And that's maybe that's what what so that's what Ash does. Like you're saying, the whole time he's like, "Fuck this!" Like he's like, especially as the series goes on, like he's not like, "I'm glad this is happening to me. I'm stronger now." He's mm-hmm. like, "This is." Please yeah. stop. No. Yeah. I'm over yeah. it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm strong enough. Yeah. I just yeah. want to go yeah. live my boring life. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. over this. I'm chilling. I- I'm just saying it's a cause and effect relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But like, and and, and I'll, I'll, I will caveat and say, um, not everybody gets stronger. People, mm-hmm. do, some, a lot of people don't overcome it. You know what I mean? And it takes a lot of fucking work to overcome it. Um, and yeah, so and that's I think what makes Ash like such a character that people gravitate yeah. to because I think we all want to be sometimes that person who's like you know what fuck it you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm like because I think we all sometimes not we all I don't want to generalize I, sometimes I care too much about making sure that nobody's feelings get hurt in any particular kind of conflict with a with somebody or something like that you know if something bad happens and instead of hurting another person's feelings or or reacting to it in a way that makes me that kind of galvanizes myself but like makes me you know kind of like ash does like i would like to be able to do that every so often but i don't i'm of too i care too much about like whatever other party might be involved in that situation to like just like throw my hands up in there and be like fuck i don't like i don't care i i just need this to be done kind of thing that's also yeah i get what you're saying it's a tricky comparison to make because i was just thinking like um, I understand like what you're talking about, like emotionally in this movie, it's like people will, um, bodily harm will come to them if you don't yeah. 
step in where if it's like an emotional thing and you're protecting yourself by like stepping away, that's a totally fair, different thing. So I think that comparison is kind of tricky, but I kind of get what you're saying. Mm. Like if you were to take it to the emotional part of it. Also, I was thinking about if I were him, what I would do if I got to that bridge and it was like destroyed. I think I would just climb down. <laughs> we trek it. <laughs> which scale. Clearly you could have done because Bobby Joe and her boyfriend and all there. them just walked they, over there. There's a separate trail. Yeah. <laughs> that did I forgot. do a little more. But I guess he gets like he gets chased back, right? Doesn't yeah. he? So he can't really I will say this. Speaking of of horror not being very kind to women, this series is not very really like women in this series do not fare well. I just think I anybody think, that's not Ash doesn't fare well. Yeah, it does feel like, that's that feels more true to me. Yeah, it's he's special. It, yeah, special. he's special. <laughs> and I think that's the whole thing where in horror you have there's two two different themes that we tend to see in horror with the characters. Um a lot of the times is especially recently with all these kind of especially elevated horror and these We said we weren't going to say that. I know. Oh. I know when Desiree says it that she doesn't like it. So it has it its purpose. It does. It's brought more horror to us, but still. A lot of times they have you really fall in love with a character and really want to see that character succeed. Um, we we want that with Ash. We'll be upset and disappointed if, he, if something happens to him and he gives up. Um, a lot of times in horror movies, though, they don't end well. You think it's going to be a happy ending and it's not. Um, the other trope that you have, which was in the slasher films in the seventies and eighties is you have all these characters you just don't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. All you want to see is Jason and Freddy Krueger rip them all apart in various ways. Um, whereas this came out in that time of all those slashers, this is one of the few where you had that hero that you're rooting for, who isn't the villain, who isn't Mm -hmm. the monster. He is the one that you want to see succeed. And if he didn't succeed, we would have been a totally different movie, and I don't think he's, it would have lived as long as it did. He's he's Odysseus. I mean, it's the Odyssey. It's the Odyssey, yeah. which is a theme that's been running uh, through this show yeah. a little bit. Lately. Or or Sisyphus. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess he he has to carry the weight forever. I mean, mm. I guess I don't know the that's, ending. Well, I guess I, I would call him Atlas. <laughs> yeah, if we're, if we're gonna keep going Greek. I made the Buffy comparison. Now I can't get it out of my head. (laughs) Now I can't stop comparing the two. Is Buffy really just the 90s Ash? Like the late 90s female Ash? Maybe. She has just as many great puns. Great one-liners. Yeah, she's amazing. Super stylish. We love a a Slayer queen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do. <laughs> so, There's definitely a through line there. I think. Mm-hmm. So Desiree, what about for you? Are there's what are some moments throughout this movie where like it hits a, an emotional nerve for you, if at all? I I don't think it ever really does. Like I said, these movies mm-hmm. have such a happy place in my heart. I did see mm-hmm. them at such a young age, and they've become just part of. Um, my I watch them when I want to be happy kind of deal. So I don't I don't ever really see an emotional attachment aside from that. I will say the later ones do tap mm-hmm. into the emotional 
much more than these do. Okay. Um, between the brother-sister relationship that you have in 2013, um, that struggle, the brother that really wants to just help his little sister. And and like I told Megan, I just watched Talk to Me, and I had a really hard time watching that one because of the brother-sister relationship. Mm. I have a very strong relationship with my little brother. Um, I feel like those movies more. Um, mm-hmm. This one definitely is more just the fun great great time that i see i see more of the visual effects this this imagery the when you talk about the bridge and just noticing that it's literally shaped like a skeleton hand at the mm-hmm. end and just all these it's just a good time for me i don't i don't see anything negative mm-hmm. in it um, well, i mean it doesn't have to be necessarily negative i, I just mean like i I, I like i see a lot of victory in this movie mm-hmm. yeah right i think that's that's why that's why i i think it it that that's what we're seeing in perseverance is that he o- always overcomes right like he, he even though it keeps coming he always overcomes it and like and it almost be, it, like and and even the comedy works in it that way like when she's biting on his hand, you know, and it's like the stakes are so fucking intense. And then suddenly it's not intense anymore. And he's mm-hmm. kind of just like used to this bitch biting his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, and so like, I, 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 it's what we want to see because even though, even though it's never ending hell, he always makes it through. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and in the most fascinating and flashy it's, it's, ways, it's yeah, hopeful. it's, it's <laughs> hopeful. And know? he doesn't lose himself; like he gets close, very close, several times to losing himself. Like, I like that he he does. Yeah. I yeah. like that he loses sometimes, mm-hmm. and then he comes back. You know, yeah, because that's what happens in real life. You fuck it up, mm-hmm. and you fuck it up. You know. Oh, Ash! It, Ash is not perfect. Like, like that's yeah. also something great about the series. Uh, is that like especially you know Ash like is not infallible he's definitely a character with a lot of flaws but also he doesn't he's not like the smartest dude so like he like makes a lot of mistakes and like there's that's, a lot of consequences to his to his mistakes what, I wonder Seth you talking about and I agree I agree that like that's why it's fun to watch and I really like that about it but I do wonder if part of his um persistence is the fact that he's not the smartest guy it's yeah. possible i think yeah. it's on his side that he's a little bit of yeah. a goof but we all are dumb you yeah know? in different ways you know? yeah. yeah no I, yeah i mean no like relatively in the grand scheme of things we're all stupid we don't know a lot we don't know no. anything and we so, would not like, know how to deal with what he's going through that's there's true. Maybe, no way maybe that's why he's so like well i guess this is happening because he's very okay with not knowing everything he's yeah. like well this could this could be real yeah, yeah i don't know <laughs> he he, he represents he's such a good every person yeah you know yeah like um yeah i i it's it's funny when you like see him and stuff and like people call him a hero and stuff and like he's he really is just he's this misogynistic typical yeah. type a male like but we love watching him like it's just he does it in the most fascinating ways and mm-hmm. it's just yeah, I, I will never get tired of seeing that man. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I love that he has involved himself in it so much to the point to where, like, he was in 13, like, he was in the um, the end credit scene. Literally all he said was groovy. That mm-hmm. was it. Um, he did the voicing for the reading of the book in Rise. 
Mm. When the, on oh, the, he did? On the vinyl. That's his voice. Um, he's so See, tied this is why to I those text movies. Desiree. Yeah. I have a weird hyper fixation <laughs> on this stuff, and I will research till the cows come home. Um, mm, but yeah, it's it's his attachment to that that character and his like just his love for these films and this this story is just amazing. And the, and I think like we like you said before that that would have never happened if this movie did not if this movie never happened, they didn't have the funding to make this to begin with. And Stephen King also kind of like, he was the, they keep saying he's the one that made it happen. Well, he, yeah. not only that, cause he also, when the first with evil dead, the evil dead came out, Stephen King like wrote like a review, like a glowing review of that movie, which like helped like bolster it's like box office and its success. And so like he had a hand in like making the first movie such a success, which obviously launched San Raimi's career. And then, had an even bigger hand in the second one and being like telling his producer and the studio executive, mm-hmm. hey, uh, fucking make this movie yeah. or or else. So yes, sir, Mr. Stephen King, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and that was when he was in the middle of like directing Maximum Overdrive for that same studio. Yeah. He was like in the midst of directing that movie. So it's like, oh, oh yeah, by the way, also make this. Mm-hmm. Y- yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and I also love. I was reading about how um, basically De Laurentiis was like, "Hey, you can use my studio and like to do it." And then like basically, Rami's like, "No, it's fine. Like I've got my own." Like he might purposely made it like hours away from the studio so that way they couldn't just drop in and meddle in, in the making yeah. of the movie. Yeah, which De-, is De Laurentiis lived amazing. in the area that they were shooting this, and they're like, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, you know, what? we you know we're we'll shoot three out three four hours away." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "No, no, you can <laughs> shoot it like." my like house and like no it's okay no it's fine <laughs> it's fine yeah. which i think really stands for a lot because i do think that they're like we said like in the 2000s there was all those like studio just like hyper-produced films that are just so miserable to watch that i felt like they could have been so much better if there wasn't so much involvement and mm. that that this really shows that testament of just let the people make the art just let mm-hmm. them do what they want to do we- we hate the studios. <laughs> we, yeah. Let me tell you, the studios are not people's favorite thing right now. And, and, this house, and we they, <laughs> they, uh, they do be meddling. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned prom night earlier. I took a date to that movie, the 2006 really? prom night or 2008 <laughs> prom night, whenever it came out. I, Brittany I Snow and her Brittany height. Snow. <laughs> I have to have a huge crush on Brittany Snow. I think. We what are you talking about? about I still do. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen She's X? Great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. Speaking of movies. Yeah. She was incredible in that. Yeah. I love Britney Snow and and yeah, prom night. I took a date to that. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a good time if you watch it with a group of people. It's I mean, it's it, like, it's, it had its place. It's medi it's mediocre. It's very popcorn, cotton candy, like yeah. dissolves in your mouth and ooh, tasty, tasty. And then it yeah. goes away and you're like, all right. And that's what it was. It wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just what it was. And it's like, okay, that was fine. Yep. But that's like that whole era of horror is exactly like that. Like yeah. most of that stuff. I'm thinking of uh, when you said remakes, the only ones I can think of are ones we watched a lot. So I can't think of ones that I'm like, I did not like because the Hills Have Eyes remake. That was a good one. watched all what the time. What yeah. about the Halloween remake? Not a fan. Yeah. Are that. you talking about the Rob, the Rob Zombie, Zombie one? Rob Zombie one. No, no. You already know how I feel about that. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. I, 
I love Rob Zombie as a musician. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for putting that that caveat at the end. Um, Because I hate almost all of his movies. Like, I can't think of one that I really They're all the same. I'm so tired of the white trash trailer park families coming to get you. Like, that's... They're all the same. That's already (laughs) happening. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, House of Wax. The House of Wax remake. Yes. Oh, yeah. I did not like... We we watched the Hitcher remake a lot. Oh. We loved that movie. We loved the We Hitcher loved remake. that movie. Um, <laughs> I think we watched that just about as much as we watched The Covenant for a while. I think so too, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the Texas Chainsaw remake? Which one? I don't think we ever There's watched so the Jessica Biel one. Yeah. I don't know if we watched that together, but I definitely saw it. It's I'm pretty sure good. I definitely saw it with my dad. So, yeah. like, in my house, my mom loves Halloween. We've always decorated the house for Halloween, but she hated horror. My dad was <laughs> a horror fan, and I always watch movies with him that I probably should not have. And I'm pretty sure that was one of them, because I remember very well the scene where the legs got chopped off and then put the salt under them. <laughs> and- I was probably 10. Like. Yeah. I love hearing that because I feel like I got the trickle down effect of that. Yeah. There are so many movies. That I was like, I guess what? I have to watch. show you this guess. movie. Guess what we uh, could watch on our various trips to movie gallery? Miss <laughs> Brenham, can we please get these movies? She was like, sure. Um, sure. Just don't be too loud. <laughs> there's like the My Bloody Valentine remake, mm-hmm. there's Black Christmas, there's. Uh, yeah. God, when there's, a Stranger Calls. Yeah. Yeah. The My Bloody oh, Valentine my one was really funny to me because it came out the same year as the Friday the 13th remake. And so Jared Padalecki was in that one. And then, um, what's his name? What is Dean's name? Oh, Jensen oh, Ackles. Oh, yeah. He was Jensen. in oh. My Bloody Valentine. And they kind of like came out around the same time and like were competing. Um, not that either one of them was really great, but there was one that was definitely way better than the other. Um uh, definitely wasn't my bloody valentine <laughs> nope. nope do you remember uh the nightmare on elm street remake oh so bad. yes so, so bad. okay <laughs> it's not look okay, it's wait. not the worst it's definitely Our, people trash on it way more than it deserves yeah. but it's my not only good. defense is that we were both pretty in love with kyle gallon exactly he was uh. so the drive <laughs> for that film um he was a babe yeah desiree um, yes why do you like horror Seth getting us back on track. I just had this conversation with someone the other day, so this is interesting. I think I think it's just it's such an understated kind of it has this it's the underdog genre. Because like you said, people don't everyone thinks it's this one thing that it's not. And I love that it has so many different layers that you can see it. It's a time capsule. You can compare it to what was going on at that time. I'm gonna peel back one of your layers. Okay. <gasps> I'm Wait, Seth, Seth, you have to ask for consent before you peel back people's layers. <laughs> I don't like this. Go ahead. What, so what about horror? What, if, what about like, why do you think that you're emotionally connected to horror? I think it's primarily a nostalgia thing for me. Okay. Like I said, I, I grew up watching it a lot with my dad. Um, and it was just, I don't know, I, it was always, I'd always have such fond memories. And I do think that it has changed so much over the years. And it's not, some of them aren't nearly as, as fun as I would say anymore. Um, but it's just, there's so much love and that goes into making these films. They, horror goes through shit 
oh, and has since the beginning of time. And people just love making films. And this is their way to really branch out and do different things aside from your typical drama or your rom- romance or things like that. Um, I say the same about sci-fi. I kind of put sci-fi and horror together. Those are my two favorite genres together. Um, they're just, they're so creative and they're full built out of love. So, so do you think that, so when you say nostalgia, so it's connected to your dad, do you think like? Yeah, my dad, um, my, my brother, I also, cause growing up, I forced him to watch a lot of stuff that terrified him when he was small, but now and he's the same. He's got great taste now though. He has great taste now. Yeah. So like. You're welcome. So like. Like Kid Desiree's hanging out with her dad and her brother, and then they would watch horror movies, which were scary, mm-hmm. but everything was okay. Yes. It was a, there is a safe space in horror. Yeah. The so, people that feel misunderstood, the people that, um, you know, they feel like they don't have anybody that understands what they might be going through or things like that. Not, not that I'm saying that I was really dealing with anything um, but I was the little goth kid growing up and horror is an outsider's it's, genre. Yeah. It horror's, was, it was that people safe who space. feel like outsiders, like horror people who feel like outsiders, like horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to echo like that a little bit, it's also like, it's the oldest genre for a reason. Like people have been trying to tell stories about how to overcome or deal with horrible things since the beginning of time like in literature big big scary thing in jungle yeah Yeah. don't go near you die (laughs) giant like i drew this picture of a bear watch out like people have been horror is like so old and it's crazy to me that it gets written off in film now because i'm like that's like the most human fear is the most equal emotion i yeah there's like that whole thing about body body genres genres where it's like um like tearjerkers, horror, and porn; those are the three that are like, mm-hmm. like kind of um, ostracized because they give you a physical reaction of some kind. Yep. And for some reason, we don't consider that art, and that's crazy to me. Especially in the world of the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry many if, films. Desiree, I'm sorry if I was too forward. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's I. I uh... It's it's been a thing. I like I said, I do know that it's not for everybody. Um and and I can respect that. It's not every genre is for everybody. Um mm-hmm. and everybody finds comfort in different things. And this is just for there is a huge, huge community that horror is their safe space. Yeah. No, I it sounds it's cool. Like I think it's really cool. Like mm-hmm. especially like no like the reason I ask is just because like Um, the reason I asked is just because, like, knowing that your your connection to your family created a safe space for you to experience fear, fear is really is neat. You know, like that's that's a cool um, that's healthy. I was just gonna say in child psychology, you know, I have a you know, I work with kids. That's my like day job. So I kind of have a, a background in childhood development. The, that's they say experiencing fear in a controlled, protective environment, like with your family, in like small doses where everything's okay, everything's under control, is the healthiest way to teach children how to process 
fear and like them experiencing it on their own or them experiencing it in an uncontrolled environment is what creates tra- trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And, but like experiencing fear in safe, controlled environments with people that you trust is the way to create healthier coping mechanisms. So it sounds like we're talking about catharsis. Uh, we're talking about uh, the like the the kind of a healthy, the very healthy yeah. attachment that that Desiree's like experience with horror. Yeah, is like, like the her, way that you're you're meant to learn how to process fear as a child. Yeah. She she the reason she likes horror so much is because her family created a safe space for her to enjoy something that was scary and exciting, and so like it it made it okay for her to be afraid. Which That's is really so interesting. interesting. Yeah, because whenever when I like the part of the reason that I love Halloween so much, like the movie, is because I think the first time I watched it was like I remember watching it with you in my living room surrounded by junk food in like the afternoon after school and feeling like really safe, yeah. but being like a fun level of scared, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is again, the trickle down of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many, many times that we had done that where we would be just watching films until like three, four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a couple where only a couple where we got uncomfortable together and we were just like this, we don't enjoy this. We're not feeling Last house this. on the left. That that was the that main was one. Um, and but other than that, it was kind of like, I don't know. It was just yeah. It's but we that, could also, if we were uncomfortable, we could just turn it off. Correct. Like that. Neither that, of us were like, no, we have to watch. This. Yes. Like there was. I used to be really scared of um, the trick or treat movie for some reason. The first <laughs> yeah. time, I scared the shit out of me, and I was like, That's I really scary. don't think I can do this. And Desiree was just like, okay, we'll turn it off. Like, and she just turned it off. And I think if I had watched these movies with somebody less wonderful, I probably wouldn't have as much of a love of them now. Well, so I you- find it funny because I was talking to Frank about that the other day because we watch Trick or Treat all the time. Sam is one of my favorite I characters. I like it now. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching, we watched it together for the first time together. That was our first viewing for both of us. Yeah. And, oh, I'm sorry. I remember I was a little uncomfortable because... I have the weirdest, I I know it's not weird, it's not totally weird, but I have a phobia of vomit. Mm -hmm. And that scene where the kid just starts projectile vomiting blood and chocolate, I was so uncomfortable. (laughs) And I think it was not much longer after that when you were like, I'm not vibing with this. I'm very, like, (laughs) I'm I'm scared. scared. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) We can turn it off. (laughs) Yeah. Secretly, you wanted to turn it off, too. After we that, did, it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. did that with my nephew uh, when we he in the twenty for the twenty sixteen remake of it. Mm-hmm. He was oh. maybe ten years old, and a bunch of his friends had seen it, and he had not. And it was Thanksgiving, and he was like, "I want to watch it." And his mom was like, "I don't know if that's a good idea." And we were did the same thing. We we're like, "Hey, why don't we all watch it as a family? We'll all go into like the 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 family room." We'll have the windows open. We'll have the lights on. Like, we'll let you set the parameters, uh, my nephew. Like, what do you want? Do you want the door open? The door is open. Do you want the lights on? The lights are on. And at any point, as soon as you say, I don't want to watch this anymore, we will shut it off. You are completely safe. You're with everybody that loves you. Mm -hmm. And you are setting all the terms here. Mm -hmm. Um, And we watched it. And he watched it all the way through. And he liked it. He had a nightmare or two after. (laughs) But, like... He even Naturally. said himself, like, he even said himself, even though, like, yeah, I had a nightmare because your brain's going to do what your brain's going to do with processing that fear. He's like, but I'm glad I watched it. Like, now, like, I'm not afraid of it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. your brain does what your brain does. But, like, he's like, but I'm not scared of that movie anymore mm-hmm. because you guys 
made it safe for me to to watch it. Mm-hmm. Even maybe though it I felt just, scary. Maybe I just need the right person or people to watch scary movies with. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I would I would uh, enjoy enjoy them more. A yeah. nice night with lots of snacks, lots of chill vibes. So just wine. Yeah, it, it makes for a great time. Um mm-hmm. And and that's why even like we we've had friends that don't love watching horror movies and watched them with us and Sneak, I don't think they had as much of a great time um, as no. we did but she put up with it. She um, sure did. Well, like you said, Angel not everything's baby. not everything's for ev- everybody, no. right? And we all our life experiences and our like Seth saying like the way that we were introduced to a certain type of story or a certain feeling plays subconsciously so much into why we react to things. I mean, and that's what this show is like. That's what we're exploring in this podcast is like when we watch a movie, whether it's nostalgia or whether it's fear or discomfort, like what, why, why is it that we gravitate to the things that we gravitate to? Why is it we, we react to the things that we react to? And it's like, Oh, I, it's cause I was, given a safe space to explore fear and now like that is a place I feel comfortable mm-hmm. in and 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 crave more of and that's like something really beautiful and wonderful about your experience that not everybody has had like Seth sounds like mm-hmm. Seth probably Seth did you watch a lot of horror movies with your family growing up my family was anti horror yeah like, they were very like no that's scary and bad for you to watch so mm-hmm. i never got to watch horror um and I mean, I, but then my mom would like throw me the exorcist, which is like really fucked up. <laughs> so like, so like, I don't know. I, it's confusing. It's confusing. Yeah. 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 I had some of those too, where like, I watched a lot of like some of the like classics with my uncle. Cause my uncle is also like a big film buff like me. And so like we watch movies together all the time and he's the one that sat down and watched the exorcist with me for the first time. He was the one that sat down and watched the Blair Witch with me the first time. Um, I mean, a handful of, of, of stuff. And, but like, I, when I think about those movies, it's like me and my uncle, who's like one of my favorite people in the whole world sitting down and he's like, Hey, have you seen this real, like this classic horror movie? And I'm like, no, he's like, we're watching it together. You know what I mean? And it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and you bond a lot more with people mm-hmm. when you're watching a horror movie because you're, yeah. there's been like studies on that. You experience that fear together and you feel closer. That's why people go see horror movies with friends. Yeah. You're um, vulnerable. Like, yeah, you scream. You, yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, I'm pretty sure the first horror movie we ever saw in theaters was The Woman in Black. And it was the first oh, that one we saw together. Yeah. Yeah. And then I took, we took my little brother to that. It was his first horror movie in theaters. And there wasn't, it was four of us. There wasn't many people in the theater. And I just remember at one point, um, Jake was on the right side of me. You and Nicole were on the left side of me. And my left arm was over (laughs) this because you're both squeezing into my arm. And then my brother is curled up with his legs and his jacket over him. I had gotten up to go to the bathroom at one point. I tried to come back in. And I went to touch my brother to get past him. And he just flailed. And he was like, why would you do that? Why don't you just go underneath me? And I'm like, do you think that would have been better? And it was just at that ride home when we're all still tense, but we're all felt that release of it being over and just having that bonding afterwards of just on a high. And then still at the end of it, I remember we got home, we made it, we survived guys. And then we went home and watched Dirty Dancing 
And because everyone just needed that come down. And I even remember my brother like coming into my bedroom with all of us. He's like, can I watch it with you guys? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I think I also remember like you um, had a, you have that fridge on your porch. Yes. And I think like one of us, maybe it was me. I don't remember had to go get like a drink from it. And I remember being so scared like to run onto that porch at night and like run back. Like the reflection in the sliding glass door scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it the not. same night that the, my mom used to have the spider that would hang up and it would drop down? Probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 Horrible timing, mother. Probably. Um, so funny. But yeah, it's it is. It's a it's such a bonding experience to do that together. Or even going to haunted houses. That's the same yeah. thing. Halloween horror yeah. nights. Um, it's such a it's such a close kind of event that you go to with your people and you just have a great time together it's so cozy it's terrifying and cozy yeah yes yeah much like halloween yep Mm -hmm. if you're not screaming and clinging on to the nearest person next to you um i don't know how close you are to that person but you will be very close by the end of it um yeah so yeah just random person that's why people we're married now that's how i met my husband yeah (laughs) you know how that thing of like bring her to a scary movie on a first date like that's it's a move yeah prom night let me tell you didn't work (laughs) should have picked a scary yeah not scary it was the one that was out at the time (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what you want from me um i don't know i i feel like i like horror because at least sometimes like it's about over like I fucking hate bullies, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, bull, like horror is about evil. E- it's evil. There's an evil thing. There's an evil thing. It, it comes in the, lots of different forms depending on what kind of horror movie you're you're watching or the kind of story. But it's about evil, and it's about people, normal people, usually having to defeat evil or at least escape evil. And I like watching evil lose. And I enjoy that. And then there are those horror movies where evil wins. And sometimes, and I, I've grown to appreciate that experience differently. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, I want to be in my feels more, and I don't really care if you win, if, if evil doesn't win, right? Yeah. Um, and so like, it, but but early on, especially like the traditional horror is like, no, you you beat the evil in the end. You you win somehow. The final girl being a classic kind of thing. Like, I like watching bullies lose. And especially really strong bullies, like really strong bully. Watching them lose, kind of it's a it's a uh, vi- live vicariously. In I a safe always bring it back to this, always, always. But women like horror for a reason. There's, mm-hmm. it's nice to watch the big scary guy get what's coming to him. Mm-hmm. We're he just our fears to be validated. We're just like exactly. See, see, we're not crazy. Yeah, see, we're not crazy. We should be like terrified all the time. Yeah. Not, not that we should be. We shouldn't be. But yeah, we talked about but, this yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah, Halloween is really it's a, a good, good one, one for that. For that. One. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, does anyone have any anything burning inside them that they really really want to share? Uh, I gotta run to watch Nosferatu. Okay, I was good. That's what I was. I was say we're at our we're at our <laughs> hour and a half mark, mm-hmm. um, and I just wanted to check in and make sure there's nothing that anybody didn't like didn't have a chance to talk to that they really talk about that they really wanted to. But it seems like we feel pretty good about where our conversation has landed. So I think that's then where we will officially call it a day on the Evil Dead Two. Desiree, thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing yeah. it to us. Uh, Thank you. Very much appreciate it. And hopefully we can have you on again anytime you'd want to come on. So, uh, you know, think about what movie you might, you know, it could be another horror movie. It doesn't have to be Halloween time to do horror. So, absolutely. 
or, or good any other genre the- that you love. You I don't have to be that. the horror person, even though you're <laughs> the, the spooky, the spooky fanatic. It's <laughs> an encyclopedia of horror movie knowledge. So. Megan has wonderful taste in people. She so does have wonderful taste. You're welcome at any time. Yes. Thank you. And me, I had a me, great me, time. Me and Ricky excluded. No. Stop. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like exceptions that prove the rule. Yeah. yeah I, I, feel bad. Awesome. I, feel, I feel bad that I used my powers on you. So I, I, I uh, <laughs> but, but thank you for being here and letting us. And, um, and if you ever want me to peel back more layers. Oh God! Again, Seth, you I'll have come to, more prepared have to next time. Layers with the layers. I'll have to come prepared more in, on the emotional aspect next time. Oh, it's okay. We, we talk about. Yeah, we talk about what we talk I, about. It was great. I like Megan her. tends to avoid those things. Okay, so I don't. I don't. We're not doing personal attacks. I'm not fighting we with have, you. I have to go watch Nosferatu. We have to grill you a little bit in front of your friends. Okay. Uh, but she's uh, heard more than you guys have. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just want to give Desiree, Desiree, uh, give people a chance to you know find you. Or you know, if you want to share any social medias or anything that you're working on, you want to share with people. Uh, feel free to shout yourself out. Um, nothing right now, but there is. I am starting to brew some stuff up. So um, if I come back on, maybe maybe things will change. Okay. So. Well, just give everybody your your social media handles. That way they can follow you now and then know exactly when things come out. I'm Lilu Multipass on uh, 93. Awesome. On so, Instagram or? Instagram. Instagram, Perfect. Yep. Thank you so much. So. All right, Megan, shout yourself out. Yep. I'm also only on Instagram, uh, Megan underscore Jane 61, M-E-A-G-H-A-N. And then some of my writing is also on Instagram at Sometimes Homes. Thank you so much, Megan. Seth? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Seth Adam Crow. That's uh, S-E-T-H-A-D-A-M-C-R-O-W-E. You can find my website. That's SethCrow.com. And my show, my hour is uh, almost done being edited. So it should be out any day now. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, This is a joke. Check it out. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Seth. And I'm Ricardo Blade Diaz. You can find me at Ricardo Blade Diaz on Instagram and TikTok. Um, if you would like to support some of the work I've done recently, uh, head over to Netflix and you can watch the show uh, In Love All Over Again. Uh, it is a Spanish language show, so turn on the English dubbing and you can hear my voice uh, as the character of Da. Or hop over to the Lifetime app and you can watch Kidnapping in the Grand Canyon uh, and see me in the first 15 minutes of the movie and then you don't have to watch it again. <laughs> or uh, you can find me and uh, the parodies and stuff I write um, on my social medias. And you can find this show, the What's About Film podcast, posting new episodes every Friday morning on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere you can find podcasts. And you can find our social media for this show on Instagram at What's About Podcast and on TikTok at What's About Pod. But it's time to talk about what is next. So, Seth, you are bringing a guest to us next week. Uh, yes. Go ahead and let us know what so our guest I is bringing and who had, our guest is. I guess we've had before. Um, who is my best friend of 20 years, which is kind of cool. Um, uh, David Ratliff, who the great director, uh, will be here next week, and we will be doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, awesome, cool, cool. So, for anybody out there listening who wants to watch along with us, uh, if you this is this is this is where you can find the Rocky Horror Picture Show. If you want to watch along, you can find it on YouTube, 
Google Play Movies and TV, Apple TV, Vudu, and Amazon Prime for a rental. Or if you have a Hulu subscription, you can find it there as well. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for this great conversation. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.